0: of the podcast I'd like to give a warm welcome to Jeff and everybody may know him from Instagram as Gardner Jeff and you are also the carer of the famous chunks. Now before we talk about the chunks can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself Jeff and who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah so I go by gardener Jeff. I've been an avid gardener for, for about 20 some years. Um, like to do organic gardening and uh, Mm -hmm. back 2019, I, um, started noticing some crop damage and I wasn't sure what it was. Um, so what was happening was I was getting big chunks taken out of the vegetables and it was really disheartening because, you know, you put a lot of work into the gardening. So, um, I set up a motion detection camera out there and I got a ping and I <laughs> <actually> saw <laughs> to my shock, uh, a groundhog pop right up into the camera and he was <laughs> going to town with so much swagger. Um, so it was like, Hey, I got my guys. Now I got a groundhog problem. So at first I would like try to secure the area. Um, you know, uh, put logs around the fence, make the fence higher, nothing worked. But as the time went on, um, seeing him in the camera popping up every day, uh, it kind of won my heart over eventually. Transitioned, you know, from like, you know, me being an organic gardener to to me, like putting the focus on making sure um, the chunks now have, you know, everything that they need.
0: And how did you come up with the name the chunks?
1: Yeah, so that was so like I was saying like I was getting the chunks missing from each beautiful tomato and cucumber <laughs> looking forward to eat. <laughs> and uh so I was like, you know what? It's kind of fitting. I was like, we got to name him Chunk, you know, cuz he's taking these chunks out of everything. So so that's when I decided to to give him the name Chunk.
0: So at the time, was your organic gardening, was it a hobby or was that your full-time job? What were you doing it just for pleasure?
1: It's always been for pleasure. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always had um, gardening in my family. Uh, my grandfather, you know, we grew up on a farm. Um, and, you know, when I was really young, it was uh, instilled in me, you know, farming and gardening and stuff. So I just carried that on to my adult life.
0: So then when you've discovered the chunks obviously was it just one that you saw at the time because obviously you put the camera up and you caught him in action and was it only one or when did you discover there were more of them?
1: Yeah yeah so at first it was just the one Um, but then as time went on um, he had brought his girlfriend um, (laughs) (laughs) so I had noticed two had popped up into the camera and you know, they were simultaneously eating um, just together, It synchronized, uh, staring into the camera, into your soul, you know, <laughs> like, you got to see it.
0: Uh, <laughs> I've seen it.
1: Right? <laughs> it's
0: like they know they're on TV. <laughs> yeah,
1: it really is. It's like everybody's like, well, what are they looking at? Like, what are they staring at? I was like, are they looking at a mirror? I'm like, yeah, I think they like their reflection or something. <laughs>
0: And was it just pot luck that the camera was in the right position at that time that you did catch them?
1: It was. That was the luck of it because the positioning of the camera, you know, was perfect and eye level and it kind of captured everything in the kind of view that they see the world.
0: Yeah. Now the area that they actually live in, it, it's under a building and it's quite funny because when you see them on your Instagram page, the area looks so big and even the picnic table looks really big. But when you see other shots of it, it's actually quite small.
1: Yeah, it's it is. It's it's at first you would think, Wow, this groundhog is massive. You know, looking compared to that picnic table. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's just a, a small little picnic table we got it um, from a fan it was actually um, uh, little picnic tables by mom um, they had Aww. reached out to us and wanted us to uh, have a picnic table so that's actually how that all started they were the ones that gifted it to us so
0: and the area above where they live what is the actual building is it one of your sheds or outbuildings what do you keep in there
1: yeah, that's the mystery. That's the big mystery. Like, ah. like that's a shed. It's a total shed. Mm-hmm. But, like, my tractor farm, you know, like my John Deere. <laughs> and, and in in the bottom of the shed, that's the big mystery. Nobody really knows um, what's going on under there. Yeah. we um, just call it chunk land.
0: And you've never put any cameras down there at all, being curious as to what? they're sort of living in
1: yeah I've never yeah I've always had the curiosity um but I never wanted to disturb their yeah. like, natural habitat so I've always just been looking from the outside kind of looking yeah. in.
0: now when they come out and obviously your your films are rolling on them what's the times that they come out
1: all throughout the day usually really kind on it's not really predictable it's on they' definitely on their own schedule um, oh. they they uh usually come out early, early around like six thirty and the the camera uh you know lenses are foggy so at that time, so we don't really get a lot of good early morning footage. It's not till about eight thirty that the fog gets off the lenses to where we actually can get some good footage. And then um of course the do,
0: do they come ever out. come out when you're around outside that little area? Nope. No. Not,
1: not a chance. day. Wow. See or hear anything, they're gone.
0: How they, does that feel for you? Because obviously you are setting up the little picnic table and you're filming them and you're creating all these videos, but you never actually see them.
1: In you know what? I, life. <laughs> it's it's cool. You know, I mean, I'm just kind of coexisting with them. You know, just kind mm-hmm. of coexisting. You know, I don't need to be like. Adding them or anything just provide for them just to make it easier for them
0: yeah and how many groundhogs have you had living there since the first time that you realized there were some
1: yeah so like at first it was just the chunk and then nibbles and then uh I didn't really pay too much attention uh, to anything else going on around but until the following year i like got some more cameras started looking in like to the den areas like not inside but just pointing at the den and then i started discovering like uh, baby groundhogs Mm -hmm. and uh, i was like five so it was chunk nibbles nugget chip and chibbles um Mm -hmm. then it was um you know the next year there was like i think three babies and then the following year there were four so but they don't all stay here local like they they come and go so you know they they don't all live here per se um they typically what happens is the mother nibbles in this case would would kind of push them out right mm-hmm. after like two months and they'll find their own place about like within yeah. like a 100 yards
0: and but, do yeah. you ever see the ones who leave when they do leave or do you just only see the ones that stay there that the adults who are the breeders
1: they all come and go, um, you know, they stay, they go. Um, Chunk and Nibbles have kind of made it their kind of home. They, they're the, always the ones that we usually see. And then yeah. everyone else just kind of comes in. And, go. and, and how
0: them. do you identify them?
1: Um, we look at it like, so Chunk, he's the, the big brawly, you know, bellied one with kind of grayish it's got like the swagger look to his face and then of course like nibbles is like he's a little bit more of a like a browner fur and um of course he's got the teats mm-hmm. that giveaway. giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you see the babies when you know people watch the videos and see the babies you'll 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 be able to tell like cj um we call him his chunk jr um he has like, a <laughs> A lazy ear that's bent over mm-hmm. like well we know that that's chunk junior and then years past like two years ago we had a um a groundhog that had malocclusion, which is a um it's an issue where their teeth will grow out of control um mm-hmm. and will not align properly so what ends up happening is it ends up growing into their skull and ultimately they'll die
0: and is this snacks that you're talking about
1: Yeah, that's snacks. So so that's how we were able to identify snacks because of malocclusion. And, of course, we trapped snacks and, you know, got the teeth removed. And he's now living his best life um, inside, but under the best possible conditions.
0: And and did you only identify this problem because you were able to see the footage of a meeting and, and determine that there was a problem there?
1: Yeah. Absolutely, if not for the if not for the fans, too, a lot of the fans were concerned because um you know they they analyze these videos, you know, they know a lot probably yeah. more than I do about who they are.
0: <laughs> wow. and,
1: uh, a couple of them were like concerned about like the teeth, so then I started getting concerned, and it all just kind of unfolded from there
0: and how do you capture one of them when you need to give the medical treatment like snacks needed to survive?
1: So, you um we use what's called a a trap. It's a live trap, and um in fact the um the chunk fans had, had sent us um, a couple of live traps from our wish list, um and we used one of those. I just simply put it out there with uh, their favorite um vegetables, which uh, mm-hmm. for snacks it was um, what worked for snacks was uh, tomatoes and a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> simply put it in there in the back. He walked right in, hit the trap, and we had.
0: Wow. So he then uh, went, obviously, into care um, with Rehab Deb, as you call her. So can you tell me a little bit about her and what she does?
1: Yeah, so she's what, you know, we call like a wildlife, excuse me, rehabilitator. Um, yeah. You know, and, and in the States here in America, we have several of them, um, you know, all throughout the country um, that donate their time. Um, a lot of them and they'll take the animal in and make sure that it's uh fed nurtured, you know, and, and ultimately their goal is to release. But in this situation with snacks, uh, obviously he can't be released without the teeth. Yeah. Um, so the rehabbers, you know, they play a very significant role. Um, you know, they don't get enough credit. So I try to just uh, promote awareness for them as well, um, just so they get some credit and also um so fans and people could just know you know if they're ever in a situation like this you know what do i do um you know well i think you should you know coexist you know rather than you know kill it yeah try to remove it so that's kind of what the rehabber's role is, is you know they rehab and then release
0: and with snacks condition is this something that never goes away? Even if he has treatment to sort of trim the teeth down, it would just keep coming back over and over again.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, correct. So, like yeah. a lot of people in the in the platform on Instagram are like, "Hey, you know, I I know what malocclusion is. I got a squirrel, you know, and you know has the same issue, or a rabbit." Um, and uh, the problem is, is that yeah, you can treat it, but then the animal has to live in captivity. Yeah. And, um, with our situation, you know, it's like we're trapping this animal, and if we release it, we're not guaranteed to get it back again, you know, and it could go somewhere else, and then the yeah. would be an issue
0: so so ultimately, if you hadn't been there for him he he probably would have died in in the in a wild environment,
1: correct, yes, oh,
0: wow, oh, and how how is he enjoying his life now?
1: um he loves it Um, (laughs) yeah he gets his uh you know snack salad it's a special salad that rehab deb makes for him and and, uh they named it the snack salad it's loaded with avocados and it's got like dressing and you know (laughs) all his
0: favorites (laughs) and some tomatoes and carrots
1: (laughs) everything yeah (laughs)
0: And how do they keep his teeth trimmed and do they just regularly trim them?
1: So they don't, in this situation, um, the teeth, the way that his were, the the best approach was to have them physically removed.
0: Um, Right. Okay.
1: That's when, that's when, um, you know, we were in talks with the actual vet and, (coughs) and they have, um, you know the equipment and all of the right stuff to do it so we were in a situation where it could be done and we were lucky enough and fortunate enough um to do it so we did yeah.
0: now how often do they actually breed
1: uh breed
0: yeah like how many litters do they oh, have yeah. every year
1: so they um just one they'll have one um, and usually typ- typically it's uh you know two to like four or six you know the most i've ever seen here was i believe um five but that was from like two or three separate litters you know
0: yeah and what's the sort of lifespan of them
1: so in captivity um you know they can live up to like 10 years um in the wild where stuff in the wild where stuff is um you know i guess wilder
0: but they have maybe <laughs> so predators i guess
1: predators and stuff yeah i would say like maybe five years five to seven
0: wow. so you're really giving them a, a good chance of a longer life i guess by the environment that they're in although you they're not in captivity they've got a place to stay and they've got regular food sources
1: yeah yeah absolutely and 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 just like the the rehabbers like they they oftentimes have to have animals you know they can't be released so yeah Um, and
0: so what food would they eat outside of your garden if they didn't have this food supply that you give to them
1: uh oh yeah the same stuff right (laughs) because uh they would just eat it from my garden anyway
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they wouldn't move, would they?
1: Yeah, the only thing I'm doing is just making it easier for them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: they,
1: they would get it if they yeah. want.
0: And how much time does it take for you every day to set up the, the food supplies and uh, obviously editing all of the, the footage that you have and making little videos?
1: Yeah, as far as like the outside setup, it, it's usually it's nothing. We don't really do anything. I just set it up and just kind of forget it and let the cameras roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there's so much uh stuff for them to eat out there you know it's just hanging off the plants and then I'll put some stuff out there some of their favorites too but most of the times in uh, looking at the media scrubbing the footage figuring out what's the best footage and then getting it all together into like you know Instagram post YouTube shorts post yeah you know so that takes the most time
0: is it something that you really enjoy doing
1: yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's like something I was actually meant to do.
0: Aww. It makes
1: me happy when I do it, and I like to make others happy, and I like to see their reaction, and it's I love it.
0: And what kind of feedback do you get from the fans? Because obviously you have such a big following of them that people just seem, like you said, it it makes them smile to see them just eating different foods and enjoying them being free and like you said posing for the camera even though they don't know that they're on camera
1: yeah they <laughs> yeah they are they're a hoot i mean they, they definitely changed my whole perspective from being mad at first to learning to coexist ultimately yeah um, it's that was the best thing that i took away from it i would say
0: do you ever get any feedback about how you are I guess in some way an advocate for living with these wild animals because at the end of the day we they are just existing and trying to survive the way that you just exist and you want to grow your vegetables and you know they 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 just want to be there where they are and when they do eat your vegetables or your fruit they're not doing it maliciously they're just existing and what kind of feedback do you get for that as being a a positive influence on other people who may see them as pests or rodents and and try to get rid of them
1: yeah so ultimately um the the very first thing um that was noticed um steven a messenger from from um the dodo Mm -hmm. Um, when i was talking to him i Threw a quote out there, I was like, I said, we all coexist, you know, they live here too. I just put a garden on it. And he took that as like a quote. And so like the fans and all, they, they just, they hung on to that and, and would comment like, you know, it's so nice that you're choosing to coexist rather than, you know, to, you know, terminate or whatever, or just providing these, you know, like you said, they're existing, they're just trying to survive, you know, yeah. I get a lot of good feedback from them regarding like, um, you know, it's great what you're doing, you know, I actually have a groundhog or, or a similar situation here, I just, you know, watch them from afar and just, just help them out, you know, rather than kill them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and do they ever sort of stray outside that little area that, that you've provided for them, or do they tend... To- Besides the ones who move on, do those sort of, I guess re- residents, I would call them, do they tend to just stay in that vicinity, or do they wander further away and come back?
1: Um, they, they, yeah. So if you look like behind where where a chunk land is, it's uh, it backs up to like a giant field with uh, mm-hmm. acres and acres and acres of land and hedgerows and so. Chunk land is kind of more or less like a, a pass through. It's kind of like the cheers of, uh, of the wildlife area, you know, like the stuff that goes on. thing like that.
0: <laughs> and then you, you've obviously recently updated the, the sign to include the, the chunks and friends. Can you tell me about some of their friends who pop by?
1: <laughs> yeah. The chunks and friends. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause the, <laughs> the posse the possum and um pesty the squirrel and stinker bell the skunk you know they just having the cameras out there rolling 24 7 you actually get to see you know what goes on out there and just what the skunk the skunk schedule is and and the skunk just kind of roams around stinker bell and <laughs> checks stuff out doesn't really eat nothing just,
0: really just,
1: yeah and then posse like He'll come in and he's gotta have his apple. So the possum <laughs> after the apple. Every single night he's getting an apple. Uh, <laughs> pesty, you know, to call him pesty, because he just rolls in and he'll just take like the peanuts and run, <laughs> steal the food and take off. So we put like some swing obstacles out there just to incorporate him into the into the mix. And fans love all the other characters too. Just yeah. so the chunks. So the <laughs> sign came from um uh, a fan from canada nella signs and designs Mm -hmm. and and she gave us the in friends this time so we just posted up there because it made sense
0: oh and and did did it surprise you the actual sort of activity that was going on all through the night and the the visitors who were stopping by to enjoy some of the food
1: yeah yeah it was it was surprising because you never would suspect you know uh a possum that come like jaws at the picnic table at night under total stealth mode to take an apple, and the teeth and the crunch sound. It's just, you know, the creativity could go on for days for, like, (laughs) videos, you know, what music to put to it. So they make my job easy. They really do.
0: And do you have to put extra food out for them in the evening times?
1: No, they usually... So they're, they're what I call the night crew. You know, they'll they'll come in and they'll just clean up at the end, you know, and then we'll just reset the next day.
0: <laughs> but you got to make sure there's an apple.
1: <laughs> yeah, or else posse, you know, he <laughs> will roam around all sad and it's hard.
0: <laughs> Did you ever imagine that you would go viral by sharing these videos? And obviously you said you mentioned the dodo and you're picked up by the dodo.
1: Yeah, I didn't I never thought never thought it would happen. I was just kinda just genuinely being myself and filming it and people caught on and thought it was a really good thing. So oh. I just kinda kept it going.
0: And and do you have any news on the groundhog children's book that you were developing?
1: Oh yeah. So the children's book. Um we are currently working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, to be awesome um have a really good um, illustrator um and we have uh, a story you know editing it yeah really 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 cool to see it come to life and i can't wait you know to, to share it with everybody
0: and do but you that... know roughly when it might be ready or is it how long is it taking you to get to the point that you're at now
1: It actually takes a really long time to put it all together. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of different people in the mix and it's, it, uh, we don't really have a set time, just want it to be right. Just want it to be the best it can be. So no rush.
0: And does it have a message behind it for people?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, learning to coexist with wildlife is basically the message, um, you know, changing your perspective, you know, from, this pest is out here, you know, eating my stuff. Well, hello, it's their land too, right? You know, yeah. you're taking it over from them, so they're just trying to exist. So,
0: yeah,
1: messages just help instead of, you know, not. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I mean, I get it, right? You know, it's your garden. You know, you you want to grow the stuff for yourself, and that's all great. And so do I. But just, you know, there are ways where you can secure things up enough to where you can still enjoy your bounty and just share a little bit with them if you do it right.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. You're not giving them the whole garden. You're doing it in a way that you still can produce what you want to do for yourself. But at the same time, you're just giving a little bit of help to them.
1: Yep. And it's all coexisting, co-together, yeah. you know— together, you know.
0: And do you have any message for the fans of the chunks?
1: Um thank you. You know, thank you very much for, you know, following and uh you know, enjoying, you know, the chunks and just their day-to-day life and just the simplicity behind it.
0: Oh. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for talking to me today and for shaving the lives of the chunks every day and all the work that you put into it it's so lovely and I'm looking forward to your book being released so I'm sure everybody else is as well
1: thank you so much yeah thank you for having me too it's been a long time coming and uh glad we finally got to sit Aww.
0: down <laughs> I am too it's been a lovely pleasure <laughs>